Welcome to the Foxes and Fowl podcast, season two. Foxes and Fowl is the campus ministry of the United Church of Canada at the University of British Columbia. We are committed to exploring the ways that God is at work in us and others for the healing and renewal of the world. We believe that God has called us to live in a particular way in this world, the way of Jesus. To help us do that, over the next several weeks, we're going to take a break from our usual pattern of longer interviews and dive into St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians together, one little step at a time. We hope you'll join us on the way. Hey there, welcome to the Foxes and Fowl podcast. I'm Aaron. As you heard in the introduction, over the past while, we've been working our way through parts of St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. So if this is your first time listening, you may want to go back to the first episode of this season, which is called All Saints. Or maybe this is the word that God wants for you today. Either way, I'm glad you're with us. At this point in our Ephesians journey, we're looking at the section from chapter 6, verses 10 to 18, in which... Paul describes what he calls the whole armor of God, the tools at our disposal for resisting and combating the stuff in the world that works against its and our flourishing. As Paul has made clear earlier, this isn't a physical battle, which is good news. We don't make war against our neighbors. We're to love our neighbors always. But we are caught up in a spiritual battle. In our last episode, we talked about the belt of truth, letting the truth of who Jesus is hold everything together in place. Today we're going to think about the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is a kind of churchy word, but it simply means to live in right relationship. One way to describe Christian maturity, the goal of our faith and practice, is to grow up into right relationship with God, our true selves, each other, and all non-human creation. It's to live in active opposition to the stuff that distorts and destroys those relationships. Or, more positively, it's to pursue whole, loving, life-giving relationships in all four areas. So first of all, to be righteous means getting our relationship with God right. We let God be God, which means that we are not, which is good news because we're not cut out for the gig. To be righteous means that we let God's will and way hold sway in our lives, trusting that God's will for us is good and very good. To be righteous is to get after the world as it will be when God gets the world that God wants. Once, when asked what was most important for us to do, Jesus said that the most important thing is to love God with all our heart, soul, and strength, and also to love our neighbors as ourselves. So to be righteous means to love God with everything we've got, and it means to love the things that God loves, which is you and me and all creation, everyone and everything that God has made. It means loving ourselves well, knowing our true selves. It means knowing ourselves as beloved children of God, made in God's image, created for good works, to participate in God's loving care for this world. We need to know this stuff about ourselves. Now, often I think that loving our neighbors as ourselves is mostly kind of self-sacrificial. And there is sacrifice involved. The way of Jesus is always the way of self-giving love. But when Jesus tells us to love others as we love ourselves, I have to assume that that involves learning to love ourselves well. 
We do that by leaning into God's love for us, by knowing that God delights in us and living out of that and nothing less. And when we do that, we start to be able to see those around us in the same light as people meant to reveal God's grace and goodness, as children of God, eternally beloved. That person in the checkout line with you is someone worthy of love and justice, someone God has given everything to be with and for. And because we're in the business of loving what God loves, we learn to love all creation, to remember that God sighed with satisfaction over all that he had made, calling it good and very good. The good news of Jesus tells us that God has done the hard work of reconciling us to himself and has already begun to gather all things in heaven and earth in divine love. In another New Testament letter, we're told that Jesus has become our righteousness. In other words, in him, we are right with God. Through Jesus, God's choice for us is undeniable and irrevocable. So when we think about putting on the breastplate of righteousness, I think that Paul is inviting us to know that that is the reality that protects our hearts from sin and brokenness and any lies, anything contrary to the reality of God's choice for us that we might be tempted to believe about ourselves, God, others, and the world around. In the ancient world, the, the heart, what a breastplate protects, wasn't just where romantic love and emotions reside. It was the command center for our whole lives, the source of reason and passion and understanding and decision-making. Now this image of the breastplate of righteousness tells us that when we're seeking after righteousness, living out of the relationship that God has called us to in Christ for the sake of our true selves, others, and creation, then we can have the confidence that what's integral about us is kept secure from anything that would seek to destroy us. And may it be so. Amen. Thanks to the Foxes and Fowl team and the Pacific Mountain region of the United Church of Canada for making this happen. Thanks as ever to Davis Miller for the soundtrack. I hope you can join us next time. And until then, grace and peace. Peace.